Becoming an athlete was such an amazing experience. Growing up, it became so different when you play sports from elementary school to middle school, going to high school, and then the switch from high school to college is just crazy. It's so different. Welcome to Be On The Bench. We're your hosts, Kyla, Sam, and Jazra. Join the huddle as we tackle different mental illnesses and athletics each week and discuss how you could possibly grow from these setbacks. Now, warm up, get ready, and let's get our head in the game. On today's episode, we wanted to give you guys a chance to see into our brains, tell you guys a little bit about ourselves and why this topic is so important to us. We were given the opportunity to create a podcast, and we knew we wanted something for all the overlooked athletes worldwide. We want to be a voice for those who don't have the chance to speak up and to help those who are trapped by life's defense. So why don't we jump right into it? Jazz, what's up with you? Hey, guys. I'm Jazzer Williams. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a sophomore here at SAGU, and I play basketball as well as do the sideline reporting for the SAGU Sports Network. I've been playing basketball since I was seven years old, and my athlete journey has taken off from there. I'm majoring in digital media arts, and I'm pursuing a career in sports broadcast and journalism. It's been a dream of mine since I was young to be able to talk about and expand on all aspects of sport, and this podcast gives me the opportunity to do so. Hey guys, I'm Sam. I'm proudly from Houston, Texas. Go Astros. I'm a junior this semester. I currently play volleyball here at SAGU and I play as a DS, which is, if nobody knows what that is, it's strictly just back row. I've been playing volleyball for a while, I think since I was in sixth grade. I'm majoring in communications and minoring in DMA. Um, I'm currently playing around with a few ideas of what I want to do when I graduate. So far, the dream has been to travel and become a flight attendant, and if not, possibly a news anchor. I don't know. It's all up in the air right now, but that's a little about me. Hey, guys. I'm a sophomore and basketball teammate to Jazz over here at SAGU. We're both forwards, so we actually fight each other for playing time. Um, And we also fight academically because I am a digital media arts major as well. I want to pursue a career in sports media production, specifically editing and graphic design. Jazz prefers more of the live in front of the camera stuff, and I want behind the scenes. I grew up in a small suburb east of Dallas. I've been playing basketball since I was five years old. I played other sports as well, but I was leaning towards basketball because everyone in my family loved basketball. My mom, dad, and older sisters all did it before me, and my younger brother does it after me. We were the basketball family growing up. So that's kind of what I did too. Now that you kind of know who we are and what we do, this is why we care. All three of us are current athletes in college. And we not only have we seen people go through these struggles, but we have gone through these struggles firsthand. Like Sam said, we're athletes that have witnessed this with our teammates or people on other teams, but we've also experienced it ourselves. And we know that it can be very difficult whenever we're battling these different illnesses and situations while trying to be good at your sport. I think a lot of time athletes feel weak whenever they are struggling mentally. They're told it's not a real excuse. You can't call your coach and say, hey, I'm having a bad day. I can't be at practice. But your mental health is just as important as your physical health. If your ankle's injured, you're going to tell your coach, hey, my ankle's injured. I need to rest it. 
And I know for me personally, after we got to college, it became kind of an identity for me. It always was before, but it was always tacked on along something else. But now I feel like being an athlete has taken the forefront of who I am as a person. It becomes a part of like who people see you are, especially when you're in such a larger environment as college or university. There's so many more people and you barely see these people and you see, oh, they're an athlete. I don't know who they are, but they play sports. That's how who people see you as. It's very hard whenever you have so many people watching you and you're having to put on a performance and put on a face for the people in the stands that are trying to support you, your coaches, even your teammates, and sometimes even your closest friends, which can be your teammates as well. So it's a part of your everyday life. And in most situations, it takes up most of your time. Yes, literally a job, literally just how people go into school for academics. It's not uh, for us. It's not just academics. It's athletics and academics. Being an athlete itself is difficult, but being a student athlete, we just don't have enough time to breathe or even think for ourselves or have time to decompress and really think about what's going on. So it's not I don't think it's uncommon or it's strange to realize how many athletes really do struggle and just push it off or think it's not that big a deal because they have bigger things to worry about or they're told by society that they have bigger things to worry about. But we want to talk about how important mental health really is because it's starting from the inside and you can't, you know, be good at your sport or perform how you need to in the classroom if you don't have everything on the inside figured out. It's kind of sad whenever something that you've always loved kind of becomes a job to you. Yeah. And why is it taken out? Like, why isn't it fun anymore? Mm -hmm. Why isn't the drive the same as whenever I was eight years old, excited to play my little league game? Why am I no longer that eighth grader who wanted to make varsity her freshman year and did anything to get there? Why am I no longer that freshman that made varsity and I'm excited that I get to start this game and I'm trying to figure out what my handshake is going to be? Why am I no longer wanting to stay late for practice? Why is, there no, why is it not fun anymore? Why am I not excited to post? It's game day with picture and tell everybody to come and support. Why does waking up on game day feel like a chore rather than something I get to do? Let's talk about the statistics of mental health in sports. NCAA found that 30% of surveyed athletes felt extremely overwhelmed and 25% of those felt mentally exhausted. 38% of those that were surveyed were women and 22% were men. And these are only the numbers that are reported. Think about how many people are afraid to say things. Yeah, that haven't said anything and stuff like that. I know personally, we've had to take like surveys that had to do with sports and athletics. Mm -hmm. And sometimes or recently, it's been about these kind of subjects, mental health and like the wellness of your program or whatever it is. And I know uh, prior teammates like from high school or even in college that have been like, are these anonymous? Like because they're yeah. afraid of getting or they're afraid of the repercussions of possibly filling out a bad survey yeah or some like a lot of people will lie Mm -hmm. because they don't want to like how someone said earlier they don't want to feel weak Mm -hmm. or then that's going to set them back and it's just like 
when people, I think when people say, or when people feel a certain way, they don't want other people's to feel or to look at them like that. Like Mm -hmm. they don't want their coaches to be like, oh, well, she can't perform for me or a teammate Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I can't trust her. So then people will lie or, you know, they'll say like, is this anonymous? Stuff like that. And then they won't get the help that they need. A big thing in athlete culture is mental toughness. And I feel a lot of people probably feel the shame of not being mentally tough if they answer those honestly or if they just admit that they need help, they don't feel mentally tough. They feel weak. I'm really glad that you brought that point up. And this is no shade to Vista Ridge High School. I just want to say that, first of all. I went to high school at Vista Ridge and I played basketball. I was a far, a four-year varsity player. And our slogan or term for the program was Ranger Tough. So with the slogan being Ranger Tough and hearing that all four years, that became our identity, like being tough and being gritty, yes, like on the core and in practice and when it's time to grind. But it feels like that was a part of like the mental aspect, or at least that's how I interpreted it. I just think that was a great point that you brought up about the mental toughness of having to be an athlete. And even some people say like being mentally tough with being um, a student too, like just a college student too like the amount of stuff we hear about like I guess before like when you were in high school like y'all heard a lot about oh my gosh college is terrible it's hard it's it's I'm gonna drop out it sucks all this stuff and then you get here and it's it's kind of it's kind of true it's true but then you have to deal with being an athlete too I think that's just a lot it's time consuming like uh, like students like I'm not dogging on anyone but Mm -hmm. like you know it is different for student athletes because you have practice time. Like you have to keep up not only with like your academics, but with your performance and everything too. Like it's just, it's just draining. And then it's just not you too. It's Mm -hmm. your entire, you know, quote unquote family. It's your team that you have to worry about as well. And not to mention when you go to college, it's the first time you've ever been away from your family that you're navigating a whole new world, something you've never experienced before. I just think that the point that you brought up about the difference, because there is a difference, and I know that there's some students that just go to school and they work, fair. But I think that work is a little bit different than playing a sport or being a student athlete because work, you can kind of pick and choose and like you still have a life outside of that in a way. But I think that being a student athlete, the athlete part dominates everything in your life. Something else I was going to say too, going back to like the academic part, we also have to like, I know here, especially, you know, Price says it all the time, athletes have a reputation Mm -hmm. and that's with every teacher and like everyone, like everyone just sees an athlete as, you know, they're going to miss out on this. They're not going to do this. You know, they're going to make up excuses. And that's not the case for everyone, you know. So we also have to keep up with that reputation of, like, breaking that stereotype. And also your coaches expect you to be an ideal leader on campus. Yes. Like, you you are in the SAGU uniform, whether it's basketball, football, volleyball, softball, soccer, and you're representing the school and you can't act out. Yeah. You can't act a certain way, whether it be on campus, off campus, on social media, which is a really big one. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in line. 
because there's so many things that you can be reprimanded for or even kicked off the team for. And then scholarship gone, Mm -hmm. most people's means of school paying for gone. Pretty much the main point of this podcast about the mental health of athletes, it isn't necessarily that the sports that we're playing are causing our mental health, which that definitely doesn't help. It's definitely a factor. Some people are just born with natural mental health issues and then playing sports elevates it. It makes it worse in a way. But despite the increased rates of anxiety and depression, the NCAA has found that college athletes are less likely to seek help than their non-athletic peers. Only 10% of all college athletes with known mental health conditions seek care from a mental health professional. That's crazy. That's only 10% of college athletes with known mental health conditions. Known mental health conditions. There are so many athletes that walk around campus and think that they're okay and that they're fine or this is normal. I'm supposed, this is how people are. Everybody's like this. Yeah. And then they haven't talked to somebody or maybe even spoken to somebody that's given the perspective like, this is not normal. You're not supposed to think this way. Not everybody else goes through this. You never know somebody's story. You never know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You never like, and like how you said, that just becomes a normal, the norm for them. Yes which isn't okay because then it can get worse. It's It comes to the point where you see people become mentally ill, develop depression, then that's where like self-harm comes in, eating disorders, all these different types of things. Mm-hmm. But to them, that's still normal. They don't know, they wouldn't know when to seek help, you know, and then that, that's just the bad part. They're, they're like looking at other people and they're like, oh, wow, that's crazy that happened to them. And they don't even know that's happening to them right there. And even with, the aspect of social media, like looking online and seeing like these successful athletes, whether it's on in the NBA or the NFL or even on other college teams, these successful programs and seeing these athletes like, oh, my gosh, she's so good. She's pretty, too. Like that's you know, this isn't fair. Like she doesn't go through what I go through, mm-hmm. but it's most of the time it they is. do. Yeah. They do go through the same thing. There's so much competitiveness in sports there's comparison I want to be as good as her I want to look like her I want to have people's attention the way she does I want people to think I'm good like her or him the comparison lives on in your head after the game's over I don't know about y'all but I think the that has all been elevated since being in college because in high school if you're a college athlete chances are you were the best at your high school if one of the best There weren't people that I was looking at and being like, wow, I just am not as good as you. Even like across districts and playoffs, obviously there are people, but there's one or two people and you respect them. But when you get to college, you realize everybody is was the best at their high school. You feel so small when you get to college. You were larger than life in high school. You get to college and you're a little fish in a big pond. Everybody's trying to dig their way out. I think this would be a good point in the podcast to move to some real life examples, um, some that we've observed like over a little bit of time and research and just things that would relate and give some perspective, some real life perspective on some student athletes that are in college or in the NFL or on the performance aspect and dealing with mental health. One perfect example of an athlete struggling in private is Carrie Zumack. She went to a top 25 school 
out of high school. She went to Creighton University and she got all kinds of accolades while she was there. She was freshman of the week a couple times and her team won the conference that year. But while all that was happening in public and private, she admitted to feeling constant mental fatigue. She drank herself unconscious every weekend. She was hospitalized for her anxiety attacks. And a week after, she had one of the best matches of the year, and they won the conference champs. She attempted to take her own life. She also attempted to take her own life later on in the season. Um, After her freshman year, she transferred to Indiana University. And she did this for her mental health. Her coach recruited her and she let her know her story while she was at Creighton, told her everything she went through. And this new coach promised it would be different for her, that they would prioritize her mental health, that she always had a place and a home and someone to talk to. Well, that did not change. She stayed at Indiana University for three years and it was a struggle for her the whole time. But what's crazy and While at Indiana University, she did multiple articles um, on the sports page. She talked about her mental health at Creighton and how that went and that she told people they are never alone, was an advocate for mental health, told people it would get better, all while struggling at Indiana University. She didn't speak on the struggles that she went through at her second school until she left and went to University of Central Florida But she says that she was mentally abused by the coach at Indiana University. Her and five other girls anonymously put in reports to the school about him needing to be fired, in which nothing was done. They told the school the things that the coach had told them, such as that they were a waste of money, that they were washed up, entitled, and soft. And he also told Zumek that he didn't have time for her emotions. Carrie Zumek is a perfect example of struggling in private and being very successful in public. No one ever looked at Carrie and thought she was struggling the way she was. Even when she spoke about the way she struggled at Creighton, she kept what she was currently going through in secret. There are tons of other athletes who are struggling currently and won't speak up about it. And we want to be the voice. Um, Another example of an unfortunate situation Obviously not as detrimental as that, but Noah Ruggles, the kicker from Ohio State and missing the 50-yard field goal kick to lose to Georgia in the semifinals with the end score being 42-41, to Georgia moving on to play TCU in the national championship. This is, um, I think this was a funny scenario just because, not funny, obviously. Not funny. But it's an interesting scenario because silly. if you missed it, He failed to complete a 50-yard field goal kick, which is hard in itself. I would, you know, compare that to shooting a half-court shot to win the game. A 50-yard field goal kick to lose to Georgia before the national championship. It was a crucial kick at the time, but I think sometimes people lose track of the thought that it is not completely his fault. In 2021, Ruggles was number one in the country among kickers averaging 10.3 points per game and was fourth among all players in the scoring average. He set an Ohio State record with 134 points scored. Just one year prior. One year before. He was also a finalist for the Lou Graza Award for the first team All-American honors by ESPN and second team All-Big Ten honors. 
And being in his senior year, he is seen as a possible 2023 draft pick. Despite Ruggles having all of those accolades and all those achievements and things that great players attain, he is still was seen to be a sorry player because of the field goal miss. Now, I think that so many people and with football specifically, I know that it I've heard it before where people are like, you're a kicker. All you do is kick. You just kick the ball, make it like when it comes to field goals, just you just kick it. All you do is kick. And especially with even fans of football and they know this is not true or some don't. Some are ignorant. But they think about, well, the quarterback has to do all of these things and defense has to do all these things and the safeties and um, the running backs. They do all this, this training and all this stuff. So do kickers. Kickers do the same thing. They do the same training and for their position. And sometimes you miss. Not everybody can be 100%. And even so, that season, he was very close. I want to say he was 37 for 41, which is very good. But if you think about it, Kickers are always put in such pressure situations, whether it's after a touchdown, whether it's it's fourth down and we need these points, please get them for us. Please, it's all on your shoulders in that moment in the same way where it's the end of a basketball game and the score is very close, 42-41, for example, and we need these two free throws, but you miss both. Wouldn't you hate to have like the worst play you ever made just – absolutely like just be absolutely trashed for it and I wouldn't even say this is this is not even a bad play by him one thing I'd like to say is even if it was his fault even if the entire game fell on his shoulders he did not deserve to be bashed on social media the way he was his comments were absolutely crazy telling him about how terrible he was and if you think about it he's 22 years old and he's he's so young and he does not deserve to have thousands of people who he does not know go on there and bash him think about the effect that has on him if think about if that happened to you if you're something that you've trained for and then it doesn't go according to plan you're already upset with yourself you already feel like you've let your team down your parents down your coaches down and then you have social media coming at you, attacking you. There's one question that people always ask whenever the conversation about mental health and athletic arises, and it's always, why don't you just quit? But a lot of people don't realize is there's so many reasons why athletes cannot just quit their sport. I can speak from personal experience. I see on there it says college without scholarship. It's not saying I can't pay for college, but it sure helps with stuff that happens outside of life. Like different, there's different scenarios where you always need money and stuff, but it's like, you know, your parents did sacrifice a lot money-wise, time-wise for you to be here, you know, just so you can play and stuff. And now it's kind of not like, not saying like it's a loan back, but it's something to help out. This is a return on their investment. Return, Yeah, basically return on their investment. But also, you know, not just being here to play sports, but here to, to get a degree. Yes. A lot of kids can't afford college without these scholarships that they're getting through academics. That's a lot of the reason people stay in high school is because they have athletics that keep them passing. And they, that's the reason they go to college is because they have a scholarship. Otherwise, they're going to enter the workforce. I know that for me growing up, whenever I realized like 
okay, college basketball, like I want to do this for real. My one and only goal was to make my parents proud. And part of that was to be, I don't want my parents to have to pay for college yeah. just because of stuff that we've gone through, like in my life. I don't want them to have to worry about that or struggle with that. And when it got to time, when it came to scholarships and all that stuff and where are you going to go to school and all this, I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. Uh, yeah, it's real. Yeah, it became a lot real. So, And when you have that money, how can you look at your parents and say, I don't, I'm not going to take this? It feels yeah. almost ungrateful to not use the opportunity you're given um, and I know that obviously when it comes, like put your mental health first, but that's what people struggle with is they can't put their mental health first. They feel yeah. like they have to put this opportunity to get their school paid for above this. I know so many prior teammates that are burnt out with their sport, mm -hmm. but it's paying for their college. So they continue to play even though they are struggling. And that kind of goes to the next point is you don't want to disappoint your parents, your coaches our whole lives, whoever it is who supports you, who's made it possible for you to play your sport, they have believed in you and they've sacrificed for you and poured into you and given you all the tools you need to be successful. And you feel so disappointing to go to them and to say, I don't want to do this anymore. You, you, you just can't. So many athletes, that's not a possibility. That's not an option for them to go tell their parents that they're done. And that, that that becomes who you are mm -hmm. later on down the road. Like, you know, all the time and the sacrifice and every all the training that you, that became the norm for you. This is who you are now. This is your identity. You are your sport. You are the athlete. Thanks for listening to Be On The Bench. You don't want to miss out on the next episode. So be sure to join us next week as we talk about trophy child syndrome. And remember, we have a new episode released every week. So don't forget to tune in.